Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Balls. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. How many times do you say sports in that? Every once in a while. I like to say Sports. Yeah. More interesting how many times he says Kevin Sherrington and... Did you read my column on? <laughs> oh, you know, here's the thing. Well, that's a record. <laughs> I think we're less than a minute into that, and we had a reference. I had even oh, got, less than 20 I, seconds. I haven't even introduced you two clowns yet. <laughs> and, we need no introduction. And, uh, yeah, and that you, you shouldn't get one, actually. Seems rather harsh, but yeah, go ahead. Well, okay. Now that's that's Evan Grant. That's David Moore. <laughs> wow, that which was, is which? Wow, what a <laughs> I pointed. Point to throw, uh, yeah, that's that's for a good we're on, podcast. We're on etiquette. YouTube. We're for, on YouTube. For our audio listeners, listen. You insulted me before this thing even got started, so I, I think. Listen, I was I've doing already well. scored more points than this than the Cowboys did last week. Ooh, Cowboys! He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Cowboys weren't very good, but the NFC East really turned out well. I thought last week. What do you mean? The it entire did turn division. out well. The you saw the Eagles won big win for the Eagles, big win for the Redskins. They're both right there. How many points on the did the division score? It doesn't matter how many you score. It matters how many. Philly carried them. Yeah, yeah. Philly did. All right, Uncle. Philly beat the Rams. All right, Uncle Kevin. Let's get into Uncle Cowboys. Remus. Cowboys, uh, David and I were there in Indianapolis. Um, uh, we had. Uh, we missed you, Evan. We did. We had a nice dinner at uh, Connor's Kitchen. Your name came up. Uh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. In derision, but. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds like you. Um, Probably had a more um, more enjoyable time than our good friend Stephen 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 Stevenson, <laughs> who complained his whole way through like dinner at St. Elmo's. Did he go to St. Elmo's? Yeah, I think he thought it was named after the Sesame Street character. <laughs> um, nah. He also like ordered his steak well done and like proudly talked about this on the on, on, and, and then he was upset with we the service and I was yes. like. He yeah, also then good. made fun of the appearance of Tommy Lasorda and Mike Sosha on TV, to which I was like, "Like, what museum are you hanging in? You know, uh, Evan, you take shots all the time. I do. I unfortunately just did. You, on, just, you just on our sports, on our baseball podcast, you referred to Willie Calhoun, a fine young prospect, as a fat, stubby little outfielder. He was last year, <laughs> but he's lost 15 pounds and he's losing more. And he's not so stubby. Let's get in. Oh, let's get. Man. Let's let's go. Here's the thing about this Cowboys loss, uh, and uh, and I'm going to refer to a column I haven't written yet. <laughs> but well, I, now we're breaking new ground. But he I, may or may not. I'm planning soon to write this. As a matter of fact, I'm writing it on Tuesday as we speak. Um, is that uh, so? You're going to work it out on us first. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. See how it goes. Um, uh, we, we've seen the the Cowboys go in this season just a few short weeks ago from the best game they've played in decades, probably, overall, offense and defense, to certainly the worst game this year and one of the worst games they've played in a long time, strictly from the standpoint it had been 15 years since they'd been shut out. Yes. Uh, and it, it, what is it Was it the it, worst game that they played this year? Oh, no, no question. Was Tennessee worse? 
Uh, well, that was a, a clumsy game, but at least they scored. It was sc- a home game. At least they scored. At least they scored. They were actually <laughs> up in that game. <laughs> actually led yeah. briefly. Yeah, this this game, they were, you know, the, there was. This was their worst game of the year, I thought. Yeah, no, no question about it. Because because here was the thing. Now, of course, it, you can say if things go differently, they were moving the ball. You know, they were doing things. Early. Uh, yeah. Early. They were getting down the field. Uh, the Colts were allowing them. Actually, the Colts were kind of allowing them to run the ball a little right. bit because the way they were setting up on their defense. And they were taking away the outside. That's what they were concentrating on uh, was doing that. And, and uh, Matt Eberflus had a great game plan defensively. It worked perfectly, uh, and the Cowboys couldn't stop it. But as David and I talked about during the course of that game and then afterwards, uh, you know, and then, and then what we wrote from that game, was that the, the, the worst part about this was the defense played so poorly. The defense had carried them all year long. The defense has been a constant, played very well, it played at least – Really well, and sometimes they were fantastic, such as in the Saints game. That was just an unbelievable defensive performance. Then, uh, in this game, uh, if you if you uh, read our fine work by John Owning, uh, who uh, kind of breaks down the Cowboys on film, showing uh, things that were happening with Leighton Vander Esch, and then of course we noticed this during the game too. Lots of times he couldn't get off blocks. Uh, you know, but the defensive line was not doing a good job tying up things. That's that's kind of the, the goal of every defensive line, but certainly this Cowboys defensive line as well. You tie up the the offensive linemen and allows the, the linebackers to flow to the play, make the plays. Well, that wasn't happening. These offensive linemen were getting out to you know the second level, getting to Leighton Van Der Esch and the linebackers, and they simply weren't able to get off those blocks. I'm gonna I'm gonna oversimplify everything. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not I left out the special teams too. You had a you had a, a kick that was about well, I don't know three feet off the ground when it when it the hit guy the, blocked it with his elbow, <laughs> yeah. which you which you don't see a lot of no, you in don't. the NFL. No, you don't. But I'm not. I mean, I'm not nearly as as football literate as, as either one of you guys. <laughs> but I I maintain, and I think last week when we made predictions on the Eagles game, I was a lone guy in here thought that, that the Eagles were going to win that game solely from the this aspect. The Cowboys, I don't think, are good enough to roll off eight consecutive wins. Um, and, and so this that they lost at Indianapolis does not surprise me. Um, not, I not, think what, what is the most surprising thing, especially with you guys having been on site and, and gotten the feel, the thing that's most surprising to me is this was an opportunity to put the division away, and they just let it, it – it's like they took a lot for granted and just let everything slip through their fingers. Look, this is weak. And, and step back for a second and look around the league. Um, mm. Good teams have unpredictable losses this time of year. Kansas City had that game at home, won, and wound up losing to the Chargers. Right. Uh, the, the Los Angeles Rams lose at home to, to Philadelphia. Uh, but but Philadelphia is a desperate team, Sa- right? Yeah, yeah, and San Francisco. But San Francisco has nothing to play for. Beat Seattle. Right who is still about playoff positioning. So you have unusual results any time in an NFL season, but but particularly late when, when I, yeah, I think different teams have different things on the line. particularly unpredictable. Yeah, and, and it always is that way late in the season because you look at games, you go, well, that team has nothing to play for, and they win. Well, maybe the team that has something to play for was too tight. Right. The, the Colts definitely had something to play for. All Injuries of that, start to catch up with you at that sure, point in the time. Sure, You know, I think there's a level of fatigue when you get this yes. late in the season. Um, all, all of that, but, but I, I would maintain that while you certainly see good teams lose in week 15, you rarely see them lose the way the Cowboys lost 
which was non-competitive, which was in the second half. It certainly was. And look, all of this talk that that the players, um, in my mind, were just strictly rationalization coming out of the game, where you know. Dak Prescott saying, well, who knows, maybe we'd won five games or whatever. Maybe we were too hot to trot. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott talking about how, well, maybe this is the best thing for us. Maybe we needed a reality yeah, check. Lo- we needed to come to thing. earth. Well, look, when, when you have a chance to win a division title and you fail to find the end zone for the first time in five years, uh, and look, we're just talking about a five-game winning streak here. We're not talking about this team challenging, you know, Miami and New England for like you know the best regular season record of all time. Yeah. We're not talking about. Uh, but we're, we're an talking about team. a team that at midseason, after after eight games, we thought okay, this five. team is right. They were three and five. They're sure. not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, five 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 games. And later, then they're all but there. They've all right. but arrived. I mean, the the odds are. And look, they lost. Philly and and Washington won, and their odds from from making the playoffs dropped from like ninety seven point five to ninety four point five. Right. I mean, they're still going to win the division. Well, let's let's go. So over that so there bit. So, so there was that. But but having said all of that, let's step back again. Just well, what if is we this step team back accomplished? Further, I won't be able to talk into the mic. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Get you <laughs> yes. away from the mic. It's. Uh, Look, I think there are seven or eight teams with a better record than the Cowboys right now. There are four teams with the same record as Dallas going into Week 16 at 8-6. and six. Four other teams. The Cowboys have played three of those four other teams that are 8-6. and six. They were 0-3 in those games and have lost by a combined 48 points. So you're trying to tell me the Cowboys were a little full of themselves about where they rank in the NFL pecking order? Right. That is absurd. Right. This team has so much to work on, and and what they should not have been in a position where they got to a point where they no. were where they had that where kind they of felt they game. achieved anything, Correct. where right. they felt they were yeah well we fought our way back from the brink now we're fine. Well, they're all, they're all over the map. Uh, you know, we heard they have been they've been all over the map since the beginning of the season. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. and, and because here's the thing, here's what I think about this team, and here's why you know when they were at three and five, um, and then you know, um, and and I wrote and lots of people wrote. That it's time for this. Uh, yeah, Kevin wrote. Something. Kevin wrote. I think this is a point. I think it's, we need to account for what we write. You know what? At the end of the year, <laughs> my last column of the year is always things I wrote that I wish I hadn't. So, so there we go. So I'm, I'm being accountable, <laughs> uh, unlike the rest of you. Uh, and, and any, at any rate. Uh, the point is, is that uh, everybody was saying that you know that Jason Garrett should be fired. My point was not because of the record uh, so much as it is that well, I guess it isn't the record. The, the point is that this team has talent. It has talent on both sides of the ball, uh, and there aren't a lot of teams that can say that that have really first-rate talent. They have they have talent now on each level of the of the, the defense at in the line at linebacker. And at cornerback, certainly uh, they have Pro Bowl caliber talent, and they and we know what they've had all this time on the offense, and yet this team consistently is either I mean it stays right at you know five hundred. That's kind of the median for this team. It kind of it's like a magnet going. What's their back plus minus time. this year on turnovers? 
It's not that good because they haven't forced that many turnovers. Right, right. They're they, above, I mean, but, they forced one against the Colts. But but here's the other one. That's, real quick. A, it, yeah. that's big part of that wild swing, though, isn't it? Because they're a ne- they're a, they're a negative turnover team. Yeah, they don't. That's the one thing about the defense; it hasn't forced enough turnovers. Uh, but they, they and they've made too many on offense. I mean, Dak has not handled the ball as well uh, as not he. as well lately. But when he does, they they do pretty well. But then here's the thing: there was only one turnover in this game, right? Yeah, only only one turnover for the Cowboys in this game. Uh, and they still got smoked. You know that that this game should be concerning from the standpoint of did Matt Eberflus just give everybody else a blueprint for beating the Cowboys instead of just stacking the defensive line, you know the, the line and and trying to stop Zeke Elliott? Is that what you got to do? Is you got to shut down the explosiveness of of that outside game now with Amari Cooper? Is that really more important to do now? Because uh, because as we saw in this game, you know. Uh, Dak just simply couldn't hit anybody. He couldn't find anybody. Yeah. And, and then they were sitting on Cole Beasley like they've done before. They had Darius Leonard set up there, and and he, he batted down two passes intended for yeah. – And that's for, what uh, – Cowboys oh. are just – Cowboys are a minus one. Minus one, yeah. yeah. They're, they're yeah. tied for 19th. And, and most good teams are plus 8, 10, 15. Yeah. You look at the NFC, right? Chicago's number one. Yes. Seattle's number two. Uh, the Redskins actually are tied for um, fourth. The Rams are tied for eighth. Um, I'm just looking here. A, a, a lot of the key indicators like that and also red zone efficiency, you look at where the Cowboys rank, bad teams are the only ones that are below them, teams that had no playoff shots. So right. there are a lot of bad indicators there. But, but yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, what the Colts did is, is very similar to what Seattle did against Dallas earlier in the season. And – Again, same defensive DNA, which is we're not going to give you any big plays. We're going to take away the big plays. Uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to make it hard to run, but we're going to encourage you to run because if you beat us, you're going to have to have 12, 14, 15 play drives. Right. And you're going to have to convert on third down two to three times in that drive. And we're betting you're not going to be able to keep those percentages up. That's how and the Colts played them, and that's how Seattle played them. And, you know, that's – again, Ezekiel Elliott was very effective early in the game. Yes, they didn't really stop him, but they started – they stopped him on enough third downs to force the issue. When they got to a fourth down, they, they you know, punished him on fourth down, turned it over. Now, look, that's not a turnover, uh, but it's a turnover on downs. I mean, it, actually, if you're a defensive team, when you stop a team on fourth and one, you look at that as a turnover. Because you turn the ball over on downs. True. Uh, and, and here's the other issue with that. We, we know, we've seen what the Cowboys have been like in the red zone this year. They're one of the worst teams in football. They may be the worst team in football. Only two two are worse. The Jets and San Francisco are worse. Yeah. Neither one of those teams is going to the no, playoffs. No, they're not. So so we know. So that's the, that's part of the issue is that you avoid that, that whole issue of the red zone when you're throwing a 75-yard touchdown yeah. pass to Amari Cooper. Uh, but when you are grinding down the field, it's like, okay, now what are sure. you going to do? Well, and you just saw Cooper go for 210 and three touchdowns in fourth quarter and overtime against Philadelphia. So what are you going to do? You're going to take away that big play. Right. And again, Dallas makes it hard enough on themselves. If you don't let them hit a big play, um, what are they going to do? You, you, again, you, it, it comes down to do you want to put the game in Dak's arm? And I think most teams' defenses will take that. Now, some defenses take a different approach and just go, we're Cowboys playing everyone straight. Cowboys actually fallen behind the Jets. Oh, so they're next to last now? San yeah, Francisco's they're last? 44, 
percent. 44.1%. The Jets, the Jets are uh, marginally be- uh, a fraction of a percentage point better. Okay. So, so what we have here, and then the thing we also talked about was uh, at the game was the fact that. Oh, go go ahead. One 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 more thing. In the last three games, they're at eighteen point eight eighteen point one eight percent. They are they are the worst in the NFL. Because you get down here, and this was the thing early on in Dak's career that, that I thought was the difference between him and Tony Romo, what you presented. Because frankly, they had issues in the red zone when Tony was here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh and um everybody wants to think that that was all great because you had Des Bryant. It wasn't always great uh scoring down there. But what Des, pre- I mean, what uh, Dak presented when when he came on board as a starting quarterback was you get down there, at, you know, inside the five yard line, you know, you spread everything out. This guy might just take off on you, and and Tony Romo was never going to do that. So and that's what Dak did several times early on, and yet in this game uh, Sunday where the the Cowboys did not score a single point, uh, Dak did not run once. We had a play down there, uh, uh, you know, in the second half. Where he's rolling to his left, it's third and one. That's uh, they're on like the what? What was that with the ball? Like in the fifteen to twenty yard line, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. And he's rolling left, and he makes a terrible throw to Amari Cooper. Uh, throws it behind him, and oh, you know, and too yeah. high, too wide, mm-hmm. not going anywhere. And it's like, where was your presence here on that play? All you needed was a yard. You're rolling to your left. You can you can get five yards here if you just take off. Why doesn't he at that point just go? I'm going. Yeah, they haven't. In my mind, they haven't reconciled what part of the, you know, I, of the of Dak's ability to run should be incorporated into the game plan. And I have no problem in an efficient offense to say, you know what, we need them to run this game. We may not show it for the next three games. You know, let's just use it. Let's keep defenses off balance too, not knowing when this is going to be a significant part of our game plan. Uh, but one, this is not an efficient offense overall. No, and two, they haven't used it that way. And um, I just, it, it's baffling to me. I understand not wanting to expose your uh, quarterback to, to to taking hits that could knock him out of the game. Um, but Dak's a very smart runner, um, and we're not talking about running him, you know eight to ten times a game like you see Cam Newton do or, or some others. No. I'm not talking – I'm not, and I, I, I think I've been as big an advocate on this show as anybody of Dak needs to run the ball a little bit more. I feel like it's not the idea of necessarily planned runs. I think when he rolls out and when he does see the opportunity, though, he's got to take that more often. Um I just don't believe that they, you know, especially when the, you were talking about that, you know, Alan Redmond is playing left guard yeah. uh, in, uh, for most of this game after Suofilo, you know, got his eye poked yeah. out practically. Alan Redmond, Joe Looney, and, and Connor, Connor Williams, Williams in his first NFL start at right guard. Right. So that's what you got there across the line, and you're still trying to – it just seems to me the Cowboys are so stubborn. They are so on offense. They are so insistent. No, this is what we do, and we outpower people. And and it's like Nebraska from the seventies. This is what we do, and we are going to do it. And see, this we're just going to outman you. This is my biggest. This is my biggest. Um, my biggest uh, issue with with the coaching staff is that stubbornness and. I suppose, you know, if that stubbornness leads you to a Super Bowl championship, then, you know, you you say, 
great, you you guys knew better. But I think what we've seen year over year is that stubbornness has led them to eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine finishes. And I just I still come back to this question. Don't they have to find a way to make better adjustments over the course of the season to maximize the opportunities afforded them in the course of that season? Yes, or to overcome the obstacles that have been thrown in their way over the course of the season. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, we've talked about touched on this a little bit. I, I believe early in the season in that three and five start. A big part of the problem was that uh, schematically part of the problem was that they were determined they were going to go into the season with a Pro Bowl center and Travis Frederick uh, with a Pro Bowl left tackle in Tyron Smith. And you know what? We can plug a rookie in Connor Williams making the transition from college tackle to NFL guard. We can plug him in between those two. And we can make that work. You know, there are going to be some growing pains, but we can make that work and it won't cut into our efficiency. Well, okay, they lose Travis Frederick with Guillaume Beret. So now suddenly you have Joe Looney, a, a journeyman veteran guard who can play center, starting at center for a prolonged basis for the first time in his career because he's the best equipped of the backups to do it. Now, having him next to Joe Looney, does Connor Williams make as much sense? Right. No, he doesn't. But they were so fixated on that, and that's how they prepared during OTAs and training camp. It was like, well, no, let's just roll this way. Let's just plug the one guy in and keep going. Well, they should have stepped back then and said, look, this plan made sense before, but Xavier Suafulo has started 41 games in the league. We know what he can do. He doesn't have as big of an upside as Connor Williams, but can we, for right now, this week, what should we do? Right. And, I, and I don't think you're they did position, that. Again, you're in, you're in a position and have gotten yourself into a position where this week matters. Yes. Next week matters. You have to – there's not any – you're not worried about the long term. You're not worried about the development of the Connor Williamses of the, no. of the world at this point. You're worried about how do I beat the Indianapolis Colts. Which is why after Connor Williams had the, the cleanup uh, arthroscope on his knee that Suofilo went in there, played well, and they went, well, there's no reason to rush Connor Williams back in here now. But, but at that point – they were three and five. Right. They were desperate. They had to win. They were winning with the other guy. So now suddenly it's like, well, Connor will be fine. Well, you know, he's our guy going forward. That doesn't mean he has to be our guy now. Right. And, and and you see it. You see it again. It's like Sean Lee came back in this game, played seven snaps because Leighton Vanderesh has played so well in his absence, except for, but not in that game. But not in that game. No, <laughs> he did not. Somebody made the interesting comment that he has played his worst games when Sean Lee was available. Yeah. Hates him. Hates him. I think it's what it is. I think he feels intimidated <laughs> by him. Intimidated by him. Uh, well, because he, he, here's the thing. This is why when everybody says, oh, Dak's awful, Dak's awful, you got to get rid of him. And certainly this game, Sunday, did not, you know, help anybody who might have said that he may, maybe he has the it factor. 
somebody somebody got in trouble with that with a lot of the fans. I I've, I've had some email responses on that. <laughs> yeah, he did. I will say I did not say he had it. His offensive coordinator and others have said yeah, he that, had that's, it. That's that's absolutely the truth. So, but the point is, is that what I want to see is what could what could Dak do if he had a little help, if he had a scheme that really maximized what he does best. And allows him to do things and, and puts players in position. You know, that, that what they had two years ago when he was a rookie, I think that worked so well then because the offensive line was performing at, at a maximum level. Right. That was as good as that offensive line was ever going to be. And it's not going to be that good again. It, it's, it's never going to get back to that level. Right. Uh, so, so now it's time. And, and plus, teams now are, are seeing what you do. Now we're going to adjust and we're going to make different things happen. And the Cowboys, instead of them adjusting, we talk about that all the time. Second baseball. Pitchers adjust to you. Hitters have to adjust to the pitchers. That's that's a game-to-game, year-to-year factor. You constantly have to make adjustments. And it just seems to me that the Cowboys refuse to make those adjustments, and they don't, they don't want to do anything. We're going we're gonna to do what, you know, Jason Garrett was here in the early 90s, and he remembers what the Cowboys did and how they just, we're just going to go right down the field on you. We're just going to be methodical. We're going to run. The, and, and I don't have any problem with them being a run-first offense, especially when you've got – uh, still got a good offensive line, and you've got no. The, there's the nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and it's 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 valuable. Um, but look what Seattle does with Russell Wilson. Look how look how Russell Wilson constantly have, is 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 they're rolling him out. They're getting him on the move. They're they're taking advantage correct. of his athleticism and the things that he can do. And I, I mean, I feel like now with the number of weapons that you have, also you know, if you roll Dak out a little bit more. You're going to have the ability to create a little bit of separation between those receivers, and maybe find somebody a little he bit. He doesn't more throw open. particularly well on the run. I will say that, but my, my my point is that everybody who says about getting him hurt because you don't want to run him too much. There's no question about that. I'm talking six, seven, eight times a game is what I'm talking. Uh, just just you're presenting the possibility to a defense. It's just like a, bringing Amari Cooper in. I didn't think Amari Cooper was going to go off for 217 yards. You do not want to get anybody hurt. But right now, you are in the process of having. The NFC East at your sure. at your disposal to win and to host a playoff game here, and you have to take advantage of those opportunities. And if that means creating a little bit more risk for your quarterback, that's the risk you have to take. But here's the thing about that quarterback: has he missed any starts? No, no, he's not missed a start since he's been in the league. Have you gotten the sense that he was ever? Hit that he's ever taken a hit that was going to cause him to miss any part of the game. No, here's the thing. no, but you also you don't want to end but up. But you with don't want overexposure. Yeah, you no, don't. But, but, sure. my, my, here's my point though. Look at Carson Wentz and how much time he's missed uh, in the, in the same amount of time in the right. league. Uh, this is the thing that that shouldn't be. If you're going to talk about what a guy does wrong, you have to talk about what he does right as well. And this is one of the things that Dak does right. He doesn't get hurt. He goes out there every single game. He's taking shots. He's taking a lot of shots. He's this year. He's taking he, more shots in the pocket, getting sacked than he is running down the field. And that's always my point. <laughs> what would you rather have? Would you rather have a guy running and seeing a guy who's about to hit him, or a guy, or him standing in the pocket and taking a blindside hit? You and he and he slides well. He gets he out does. of bounds. He doesn't. He's not a guy who tries to force the issue to he's, get a few times. To a few times out. in situations where they have to have it, he will. Like on that uh, on that third and ten. Uh, against uh, was it Philadelphia where yes. where he, t- he, he took yards. off and went went for eleven yards. That was one where that was a physical punishing. I'm going to get this run regardless. Right. Uh, but the situation called for that. 
you know, and uh, and down on the goal line situations, he'll do that when he's going for the end zone. But the rest of the time, he takes off, and as soon as he sees he's about to be hit, he slides and makes it, and he goes under the hit to minimize it, and where if he is going to get hit, it's going to be 15 yards on the defense on top of it. So he's he's a very smart runner in, in addition to being a powerful runner. But but it, to go back to what y'all were talking earlier about uh, adjusting and, and being frustrated with the, with the lack of adjustments uh, with, with this coaching staff, I would maintain that people would say they have been creative and they have adapted and adjusted two times you can point to in the last five, six years. What do you think that would be? I don't know. I think when they lost Tony Romo and you went to Dak Prescott late in the preseason where you know you're going to have to make that shift over to Dak Prescott. Oh, I'm sure. That, yeah, that was a completely They were as creative yeah. because they had to. They had no other choice because from a personnel standpoint, they had to change immediately what they were doing. The only other time has been when they dropped Amari Cooper into this during the season where they had no choice, but okay, now we have a new toy. How are we going to use it? So even a lot when they've had success, it has been the other teams – haven't had the chance to know how they're going to use them yet. That's why they've had success. Mm-hmm. I think one reason Dak was so successful his first season, not to take away from what Dak did, because no other quarterback other than you know Ben Roethlisberger has really played at that level in the first season, was defenses didn't know what Dak was going to do in the game. You know, when was he going to run? When was he going to throw? Who is he going to throw to? Who's his favorite target? What is he? You know, they hadn't coordinators hadn't had a chance to study him. And you saw the difference last year after they had the chance to set in what the offense looked like. This year, defenses didn't really know, okay, how are they going to incorporate Cooper? We know what he ran well. We know what he runs well. But how does he mesh with, with that? And so the Cowboys have had an advantage there because there's no film on how they right. use him. Right. Now you're going to start to see some film. And, and next year is going to be very interesting to me what, what Cooper and, and Dak are like because defensive coordinators are going to sit back for – five months and go oh look at this right we can take this away this is what he's going to do this is where they're hooking up and this is all reasons for me why uh uh, it was all foisted on them it was all desperate it was all look here's you know well we saw no choice but to incorporate we saw we saw what happened when when jason garrett felt desperation we saw him going for it on fourth down we we saw him doing things that he hadn't done before Mm -hmm. uh and and now the cowboys don't do anything but go for it on fourth down well and that that worked out really well for him against uh, the colts but it, it, and for for me, this is the this is the issue with with Dak. He's we know this. We know he's not going to get more accurate. We we know that this is the way he throws the ball, and this is it. These are his capabilities. So what does he present otherwise as a weapon? And to me, those are his feet, and that's and that's what they have to take advantage of. If you're not going to do that, if you're not going to give him that opportunity to do that, and to, and make some design plays and design calls for him to do that occasionally in a game. Or tell him, you know, in this situation, you know, it's just like when you run the zone read, you know, I, I didn't see much zone read in that game no. like, against the Colts. And it's like, why would you take that away? These are the things that you really do well uh, He ne- or that he needs to do well. And to me, going forward, let's say that this season does not end well for the Cowboys. Let's say I, I think they're going to get in the playoffs. Do you think they're going to get in the playoffs? Yes. You yes. think they're going to get in the playoffs, Evan? Yes. All right. We all think that's going to happen. If it's a one and done – I think it's time for Jerry Jones to take, make an assessment of this team and say, 
is is this the guy that I really want uh, taking this young team forward? You know, because this is a young team. You're talking about Garrett or Dak? I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about Garrett. I'm talking okay. Garrett first. Before I give up on my quarterback, I want to give up on the on the on the head coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, every time the Cowboys have lost six games this year, right? Yeah. And every time they've lost a game, I think we've said, and I think the entire community has said, uh, if this season doesn't turn out well for the Cowboys, I think Jerry Jones needs to take a step back and look at whether or not this is the guy he wants guiding this team going forward. I I don't think you're stepping out on any limb here. I mean, at oh, this thanks point, a lot. No, I mean, at this point in time, if, you, if, if this team, if, if they are one and done, I think this has become a disappointment, right? Yeah, it is a disappointment, and it should be uh, because – and that's why it was ridiculous when everybody said, when they ran off five straight wins, they said, well, Garrett's off the hook now. Right. Well, no, he's not off the hook. It's simply, he simply got the team back to where it should have been all along. If you uh, lose to Indianapolis 23 nothing, if Tampa Bay beats you. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you go into the Giants game – and then a bad Giants team beats you. Right, the Cowboys you think beat, he's coming back? If they get you. in the playoffs and Seattle beats them 41-10 to 10 in the first round, do you think Jerry goes, all's good? No. That, I mean, this is but let me ask out. You, let me ask you this, all right? At no. this point in time. Okay, go ahead. At this point in time, the Cowboys have beaten the Saints. Are the Cowboys Do the Cowboys beat the Saints in the playoffs? No, because it'll be New, there. It'll be in New Orleans, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cowboys beat uh, Chicago in the playoffs? Chicago is arguably playing the best team in the NFC at the moment on, on both sides of the Correct. ball. Correct. I would say that's a no on your part. I would say that's a no on my part. Do they beat the Rams? But but they could beat Chicago, but I would not particularly pick oh, them. Well, I think, I think anything is, is – you know, And they could beat the Rams, but I wouldn't pick them to do it. Well, the Eagles just beat the Rams. So, you know, th- things happen. You know, I think the, the to me the biggest problem for them in the playoffs would be trying to beat New Orleans there simply because they beat New Orleans already this season. How many times do you beat a team twice, a really good team twice, uh, and then have to – plus you have to beat them at home or at, at their place. So I think that there is – I think there's still potential for this team to do well in the playoffs. But what's going to have to happen is that this coaching staff is going to have to rise up and help out this offense. This is – whether you like Dak or not, he's your quarterback. There's no other choice at this point. This is the guy they have to move forward with this season at least. And 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 for me, I have to see the, the, the coaching staff say, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run – we're going to run little different routes here. We're going to do a few little different things here. Instead of making you – all you wide receivers just get open on your own – Run a few rub routes, a few different things that uh, run a few picks here. Help these guys get open. You know, do something a little different. You're not going to see it now, though. I mean, those are things you do in the off season it, they, because they, they go to the ask. core of your offense. And and very quickly, what you're when you're looking at the playoff road they must follow. The key phrase here to me is is road, road yeah. because you know I thought that well, you know. They played uncharacteristically poorly on the road to start the season based on what they've done in recent years. But then they came up and they had the Philadelphia win and the Atlanta win. I'm going, oh, okay, well, the road's not an issue anymore. Well, they just lost 23-0 on the road. Right. So now I believe that of, of all the teams that are in the playoff mix, they are the worst road team right now in the NFC. And yeah, this team is now – they're now, what, they're 2-5 and five on the road. Cowboys are two and five on the road. Um, there is not uh, the Bears are three and three on the road. 
Minnesota's two, four, and one on the road. Those were the only teams close. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the worst road team. So they're going to get a first round game at home. But what does that, you know, we're talking about, well, do they match up better with uh, Chicago, Los Angeles Rams, or New Orleans? I think you make an argument they don't match up with any of them on the road based on what we've seen from this team. And, and New Orleans, but if, on, the, on the pecking order, New Orleans would be the team you'd least like to face in that scenario. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think we got to get out of here. All right. We can do what we want. Anybody you'd like to insult? Their physical stature? <laughs> you goaded me into that. <laughs> I, I like Willie Calhoun. I was trying to say he has The Cowboys matured. have a stubby nose guard. Do you want to go after him? Yeah. You, uh, you know, and now I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> and I like the guy. But was the exact I, quote? I, I missed it since I wasn't, no, I'm I wasn't allowed into I'm the not gonna fall studio into that for that safe. one. That stu- <laughs> I'm going to fall into that, that Saquon Barkley stubby, trap. Stubby something. Stubby little outfielder. That stubby little outfielder. Did you call him a gnarled stump of a man? No, I did Is not. Did you not call him that? Okay. All right. It's equivalent. What's the point in your favor, I guess? Yeah. I hate you. The equivalent of it. All right. Well, let's roll on out of here. (laughs) Let's. You want to end it then? Go ahead. Yeah, please. Go ahead, Evan. All right. For all of us here at Cowboys Ballsy Podcast, to you, we wish you a a Merry Christmas and no panic. I really said panic in a weird way. Panic. (laughs) No panic in your Christmas stocking uh, next week. But if the Cowboys were to somehow lose to the Tampa Bay. All bets off. Panic will run them up. Panic in the streets. In the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, I can't imagine that the Cowboys would lose to Jameis Winston um, in week 16 of the NFL season. But if they do then panic, panic should run. Panic at Needle Park. Free. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, it's pie day here, and I'm going to go out and put my pie in the comments. Are they already in? What did you bring? Uh, Sweet potato pie? I've gone Huckleberry? Huckleberry, yeah. Huckleberry is an underrated Huckleberry's pie. underrated very much. I agree completely. Even though I've never, ever had Huckleberry pie. It's good. You know what is the underrated pie? I'm going to tell you what's an underrated pie. Please. Buttermilk pie. Oh, it's what I ate growing up. Oh Love it. Oh, my God. Buttermilk Love pie. Love it. It's a good one. Emporium Pies makes a fine buttermilk yes, pie. They do. Yes, they do. All their pies are good. Lemon yeah. chess is something of a bygone era, but buttermilk and lemon chess were kind of the big players back in the day. That's right. Back when we were growing up, when you had to walk six miles to pick up your pie. That buttermilk pie with like a the the, the top of it. Yep. Was, oh. What do you got to say about pie? I like pie. <laughs> I'm a pie man. I like pie better than cake. I'm not, I'm not a cake guy. I like pie. Uh, it depends on the pie. You know who's got a good pie? That lemon pie at S&D. Oh, you like that. That's you really like that. good. That's really good. Yeah. It's All good. right. Well, this got has been. a good been, meringue on it. This has been Pie Talk, which next year we're going to save for the March 14th podcast. Why is that? Pie Day. That's Pie Day. Is it really? Yeah. Come on, Kevin. No, no, no. I thought that was pie like the like 3.14. It is, but it's, oh, it's well, expanded to. Thank you for allowing us yeah. to. Do you want us to explain this to you? We'll explain it to you off air. No, that's okay. Okay. All right. Uh, well, so long, everybody. It's been, a, it's been a real pleasure for all of us, except for those of us who had to deal with Kevin. 
Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.